Thanks for listening to the Cascade Vineyard Church Podcast. To learn more about our community or the vineyard movement as a whole, feel free to visit our website, cascadevineyard.org. There you'll also find additional teachings, information on our various ministries, and other resources for further developing your faith. We'd love to have you join us for worship. Enjoy this message. Uh, let's wander back to our spots. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. I love the spotlight. I get to feel famous for a little bit. It's really good. Yeah. How's everybody doing? It's good. We have one woo. I don't, I don't know. I think that was Cindy's woo. It's hard to tell with masks on. Uh, the real tragedy with masks is that most people don't get to see my beard. It's really coming in so nicely. Um, but you guys are lucky you get to see my beard. Same with Doug. It hides the mustache, the epic mustache of Doug. Um, so, well, welcome. Uh, as Cindy said, Glenn and Donna are not here. Um, they are celebrating their 40th anniversary. 40, yeah. It's pretty incredible, pretty incredible. Um, so today, we're gonna, it's going to be a little bit different experience. Uh, perhaps uh, you have paper and pen now, right? This is going to be very much workshoppy. Um, so uh, it's going to be, I think, a lot of fun, but maybe non-traditional, um, if you guys were expecting traditional. Uh, so we're going to talk uh, about the hero's journey. Um, if I can get my slider to work here. Hold on. I might be doing that. Um, so we're going to talk about the hero's journey. Uh, a lot of you know that when I teach, it's been a long time since I taught here. I've had a lot of life things going on. And uh, I like to use movies. I like to use movie clips and talk about the application of that thing. I'm not doing that today, but instead what I'm doing is I am talking about why I do that uh, to a degree. Um, so I'm going to start off with a little short video. If you're not familiar with the work, The Hero's Journey uh, comes from a guy named Joseph Campbell. Um, he, he wrote a book called Hero of a Thousand Faces, Hero with a Thousand Faces, something like that. Um, and he talks about this hero's journey. Um, and I'm going to play a short video that will sort of give you the background on Joseph Campbell, apply it to a couple of movies. It's about four minutes long. Um, so you guys ready? So here's Jenny. How many people know of Joseph Campbell and know of his, his work? A few people have heard about him. Uh, so uh, it's, I want to take some time to talk about the hero's journey, because when you look at this uh, list of things, the uh, hero ventures forth into a region of supernatural wonder, and then the hero comes back from this mysterious adventure with power. Um, it definitely aligns with uh, Jesus, with what happened with Jesus. And some would argue that um, you know Jesus is the ultimate uh, hero in this. And so uh, Jesus' hero's journey, I want to cover, but that's not really the core of what we're going to talk about. I want to talk about it. You know, he had this, uh, this journey to, to come to the world. Um, God sent his only son so that, uh, we could, uh, that we could believe in him, not perish, and that we would have uh, eternal life, not be condemned. 
Um, not sent to condemn the world, but to save the world. So that was his purpose, kind of his journey, his mission. I want to talk through each of the stages a little bit uh, and cover first his departure. Um, so Jesus' departure, you know, initially he has this, uh, this call that he receives. Remember the baptism? He came up out of the water. The dove appears, says, this is my son whom I'm well pleased. Uh, every, and other people hear that. So there's a clear call that happens. He goes from there. Uh, there's some temptation that happens in the middle. So he jumps right in. Uh, but then he goes and he finds some friends, uh, sidekicks, if you were in a some sort of a hero story. But uh, he finds his friends that are going to help him out. Um, and uh, they're going to assist him along the way. And in some cases, do things that he can't do, which is not blasphemous. It's just uh, that somebody needed to hand out the bread, for example. And so there are other people that need to do things that uh, the the hero in this case can't do. Um, he also then begins to uh, do the work of the kingdom. And so he's showing love to individuals, a woman at the well. He's teaching these crowds of people, the Beatitudes, uh, for example. He's restoring sight to blind people. He's healing people at the Pool of Bethesda, wandering out into places where sick people are and healing them. Uh, he's raising people from the dead, Lazarus, uh, as, a, as one example, and feeding thousands of people. In this process, he's entering this initiation stage that Campbell talks about, uh, where he's initiated into this world where he, as a supernatural being, is coming into our world and beginning to uh, perform miracles um, not everything is great, though. There's conflict that happens along the way. So some conflict, he's challenging certain beliefs. He's tearing up the temple um, and, and uh, turning over some of the uh, beliefs that they have about how they can and should use the temple. He's breaking tradition, telling people to carry their mat after they're healed on the Sabbath uh, and really kind of bothering some of the leaders at the time. Uh, those leaders become, in some ways, the enemy, though it's a, it's a broader, deeper enemy, um, but they become the, the present enemy, begin to plot his death. Um, as we know, the story continues in this, in this initiation sort of phase, and we know that Jesus is he's betrayed by one of his dear close friends. Uh, we know that he's then arrested. His friends all, his help, uh, his sidekicks all abandon him. They run the other way when this happens. Um, he then gets beaten, killed, and buried. That's not the end of the story, though, as we all know. I'm going very basic here for background, but this is the return. In the return, we know that Jesus is raised from the dead, and he appears to his disciples, he appears to Mary and Martha as well, he appears to multiple people, and then he, he spends time with them, days with them, um, and he... Uh, gives them commands and direction, and then he ascends up into heaven. Right. So this is uh, Jesus' hero's journey, and you could argue that he also has this kind of in his return, returning with some power. And what's his what's his power? So his power is that he restores us to right relationship, and he restores uh, people who are far away and and people who are near to right relationship with God. Um, so in Ephesians, it says his purpose was to create in himself one new humanity out of two, uh, this being the Jews and the Gentiles, um, thus making peace and in one body to reconcile them, bo- both of them to God 
through the cross, by which he put to death their hostility. He came and preached peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near, for through him both will have access to the Father by one spirit. And so this was Jesus' purpose in this journey, was really to restore us into right relationship because we had become hostile. Um, We had separated ourselves from God, and this was the way to bring us back into right relationship. Is all with me so far? Okay. I'm not sure why I'm carrying my clicker around because it's not working right now. Um, Here's what I want to pause on for a second because there are some that say, oh, yeah, so Jesus is just another story. Just another story like uh, mythological times. Um, in fact, those stories, those stories align with the hero's journey, as does Jesus. Um, and so it's another myth. Uh, and uh, some would say there's this universal myth that happens, and therefore Jesus is not any different than that. It's just a story that you tell. You can choose to believe the fable if you'd like. Uh, but I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that Jesus is just one of a thousand faces. Um, I'm not I'm also not saying that the gospel is just another version of this timeless tale uh, where we kind of reduce this down to just a simple story um, and hope that people believe it. Uh, <clears throat> J.R. Tolkien uh, was having a conversation with his friend C.S. Lewis, uh, a back-and-forth conversation. If you've read the book um, Surprised by Joy, uh, Lewis outlines this, actually. And he had a conversation and they were talking about this idea of the myths and isn't this story of the gospel just one of the many myths, just like all the others that we both love so much uh, as authors. And he says, we have come from God and inevitably the myths woven by us, though they contain air, will also reflect a splintered fragment of the true light, the eternal truth that is with God. Uh, Shortly after, uh, uh, in the book it says, uh, within a couple of weeks, C.S. Lewis became a Christian, um, and so he, this was core to his conversion, was understanding this, and he says, oh, you mean this is the one true myth? Exactly. Um, so I wanted to pause there for a couple of reasons. One, uh, so that you guys didn't uh, write me off with heresy and uh, you know, flush the whole, the whole conversation, but also to say I think there's some wisdom in this and there's some truth that really resonates with me in... Uh, this idea that we are all um, reflections. We reflect light. We reflect love. We reflect the presence and the, the, the holy, holy presence of God everywhere we go. Um, and that, that built in us uh, this desire for this, uh, this hero's journey, right? It's part of it. And that's why the story is told over and over and over again um, in all these examples that were given. It's why we resonate with those. It's why we love those stories um, because that's something that's built in us. And I think it, it's something that's built in us, not just in uh, the sense that we then love these stories and we can appreciate them as, as uh, I don't know, observers or as someone who, who likes art. Uh, it's not like a, um, I watched a show when I was little and somebody said, oh, I took a music appreciation class. And the teacher says, would you like to hear some music? And I said, I'd appreciate that. And I got an A. Um, so it's not like that where you know, you're just here to appreciate it. I think it's something that's built in us and that we all are called into this hero's journey. Ours is different. Your journey will be different than everyone else's, but you're called to a journey nonetheless, right? Um, Campbell talks about this and this idea that the hero's journey is in us all. Um, it's something that's built in us. And so I want to talk today about that hero's journey 
not as it applies to Jesus um, and his hero's journey, but as it applies to you and your hero's journey. So I want to workshop a little bit hero's journey. Um, So just as a reminder, sort of the hero's journey map and the cycle here, uh, at the very beginning, there's a call to something, right? We talked about Jesus uh, being called, at least the public call, really coming uh, at his baptism, and that was sort of the beginning of his ministry, and it went on for years. There's a moment where we're called, and then there is some sort of, in every hero's journey, there is some sort of supernatural help, right? And we all, we all have it. Uh, you look at um, Yoda and the Force, right, uh, are certainly uh, some examples of that. Um, he talked about Hagrid showing up, and there's these outside forces, and sometimes they're supernatural. There's always a supernatural element to it, and there are also um, then people or helpers or mentors along the way. Uh, think, uh, you know, the, uh, the big tall wizard, whatever his name is, uh, in Lord of the Rings. Gandalf, yeah, Gandalf the Grey, right? He's the, the mentor, the wise one um, that, that helps guide along the way. We have these helpers and mentors that, that, that come along the way. We have some sort of revelation. Uh, there's a transformation in us. There's some sort of atonement in this process, and then we return. Um, and there's this cycle or this map that gets created there's this element of this known world and unknown world, and we start off in this known world, and we move into an unknown world. And so I want to I just talk about that for a second and say, we all, we all have uh, a call, we all have a choice, and we all have these moments where we can uh, walk over that threshold and move from our known world into this unknown world. And it's not a mystical well, maybe it is, uh, but it's not an, an unknown universe necessarily for us. We're not going off into some, uh, some new magical place like Harry Potter. Uh, we are still in our world, but we're walking into this place where we bring faith with us. We bring the presence and power of a holy God with us into this place, and we walk forward, and we transform, one, ourselves, and we transform the worlds around us. That's the, that's the call, and we go from this known world to this unknown world, because if you're anything like me, you have prayed, you have engaged, you've had conversations, you've watched things that don't make sense happen, right? When you, when you cross over from this world of we live our lives and just do the things we do every day into this place of um, with, the, with the, the presence and power of God, I come into a place and I pray and I take action and I walk with that. It's a different world, right? It's a very different world than what everyone around us who's not in that world experiences. He's with me? All right. So here's where your, your homework starts. Or it's actually classwork, I guess. This is classwork. Um, and we're going to have time to do this. I'm going to walk you on a journey and I want to pause for a second, and I want to pray first, okay? God, we invite your presence here. Lord, we invite your Holy Spirit to come and stir our hearts. Uh, speak to us, Lord God. Speak to us about the things that you would have us do, about the difficulty and the challenges in our lives, and the things that you would have us uh, walk through and overcome with you, God. Pray that you would... Stir those things now that you would remind us of those things today. Amen. 
So first step is I want you to take uh, some time. We'll take about three minutes to do this. Three minutes. I might give you four if you're good. Um, So take some time and write about the biggest challenge that you have in front of you right now. Talk about it in whatever detail you can in the next three to four minutes. The biggest challenge. And I'll tell you, in this process, the bigger the challenge that you choose, the more meaningful this will be. Don't, uh, don't talk about, uh, I need to figure out how to make coffee in the morning. or I mean, something significant. I know that can feel significant, but something that is really big, it can be a, a, something in your work life, something in your relationship, something in your personal life, something that is the biggest challenge in front of you that it's kind of maybe too big. You don't even think about it. You set it aside. You just sort of live life with it. Pick that one, Okay. If you guys need to separate out because the person next to you is the person you're writing about, that's okay. Uh, (laughs) No, that's not the only reason you'd want. You might want to write some things that are really deeply personal. encourage you to do that. If you want to spread out, that's totally fine. Um, We're going to take about the next three to four four minutes to write this. And I'm just going to be quiet. forget to include in there uh, how you're feeling about all this. Are you frustrated? Are you afraid? Are you uh, nervous?
That's my timer. Um, so that was four minutes. Uh, I know I'm cutting some of this pretty short, and so I encourage you to go back and fill this in. You could even flip and use a, a, a second page to a new page to do the next section, um, so you can come back to that if you want. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna do this a little bit backwards. And um, I I've, I was uh, with a group um, had a speaker who was talking us through this process, which is where I first learned about this. Um, and if you embrace it and you really dig into this process and, and embrace it and do it, I'll tell you, it can be transformative for you, uh, at least in the, the things that you're facing in your life. So we're going to go backwards here. So second step is you're going to describe this future date after this challenge has been resolved, that day in the future when everything's better. You know, the re, this, what, uh, what uh, Campbell calls the return so we're jumping forward to now, what's it look like? Now everything's resolved, everything's better. Uh, I can now make coffee. It's really great. <laughs> you know, whatever that day looks like, describe that day uh, as best as you can in as much detail as you can um, what that day looks like. I woke up this morning and I, oh, it was so glorious. I could, I could make coffee. I had a grinder. I was, whatever those things are that from the, from the beginning of your day on through, and we'll take about the next uh, three minutes to do that. Try to stay away from fantasy here. Like, my dead uncle gave me a million dollars and you don't have an uncle, like those kinds of things. Stay away from things that can't happen uh, in that way.
Okay. By the way, I think we have, unless Elliot's a lefty, we have two lefties. I don't know if you guys knew that. Two lefties in the whole group. You two. Oh, you're a lefty in the back. So three lefties. Don is also a lefty. Yeah. So three lefties. Um, in case you were wondering. <laughs> Kingdom is more full. Uh, okay. So next step uh, is um, now you're gonna you, now you're gonna back your way uh, back your way into this, and so I'm gonna write the next two, and I'm gonna give you five minutes to do them. So the next the next two is first you're gonna write what challenge did you have to overcome? What were the challenges you had to face um, in this? And then uh, then after that, write who helped you? Who were your who were your your helpers? Your sidekicks? And what did they do? And then what are the first couple of steps you had to take? All right, so you're going to, you're now, you described a problem, a challenge, uh, something big in your life, and then you leapt forward and you said, okay, in the future, this is where, where it's all resolved. And now you're describing that middle part. You're saying, these are the challenges we had to overcome along the way. Here's who helped me and what they did. And here are the first, cu- the first couple of steps I had to take. So imagine it like a story where um, you're telling the story in sort of an odd order, and you're saying, um, you're saying the future date, and you're talking about, oh, everything was wonderful, this was really great, but it wasn't always this way. We had to overcome the, the giant lizard, and we had to overcome the marshmallow man, and my friends helped me by roasting the marshmallow man, and you're telling this whole story, and here's how they did it. And the first step we had to do was we had to go looking for the treasure, whatever. Um, so that's the way you're telling the story. Okay? We're going to get five minutes to do these last, cu- last couple of parts.
writing about the challenges you had to overcome, who helped you and what they did, and what were your first two to three steps? Got about a minute and a half left. If you've finished this part and you want to fill in some other sections, feel free to do that. Okay. Everybody clear on the steps that we just did? If you want to do this again later. Really, this reverse order helps a lot. The, the steps that I've left out um, are significant. significant. Uh, one that you just did this in about 12 minutes. <laughs> and your challenges are bigger than that, right? <laughs> so if you start... Uh, with an hour and you, and you dedicate that to this. Still pretty light uh, amount of time. But spending more time 
going more uh, into more detail, uh, outlining, here's the challenge, here's the, my feeling. Don't solve it in that part, right? And then jump forward and really, from the time you wake up until the time you go to bed, outline that day when everything, that challenge has been resolved. Talk about your emotions around it. What are you feeling? How great is this? And then go back and talk about, ah, but we had to overcome these things. Now you can start to talk about the problems and what you did to overcome them. Who helped you? Uh, you likely have friends and family that can help you in different ways. Um, and then digging into what are my first couple of steps? And so the reason that I, I, the reason that you do it this way is that your first couple of steps are the ones that you haven't taken yet that you can take right now, right? Finding those friends, those helpers, are the things you haven't done yet that you can do right now. So a next step from this is, one, you can spend some more time fleshing this whole thing out a little bit. Um, the other thing I, I, that I left out of this is that in a group setting, um, when I've done this, it's, it's now the point where we share our stories with each other. And it's incredible, really. Um, when you share the story, you just read the story. So I encourage you, clean up your story and say, here's the big problem. Here's what happened. But it wasn't always this way. Here's the challenges we had to overcome. And these are the people who helped me. And here's what they did. And we started by doing this. And then read that story to somebody. Share that story with one of your, the people that you think can help you in this and say, here's the story and here's the journey. I'd like you to come on this journey with me. Right? There's always spiritual assistance in, in the process. Um, you guys don't have a, a wizard or you know, a Yoda or anything, but you got Jesus. I mean, that's pretty incredible, right? And so I would say start the whole process by praying. Pray this thing the whole way. Pray this into, into being. Um, while you're taking each of these steps. Uh, very practical today, really trying to workshop something, a little different approach than we've had before. Um, but I think, that, I think that we get stuck. I think we get stuck sometimes, and we, and we aren't able to, for whatever reason, take that first step. We can't imagine how we're going to overcome all of this mess in front of us. In Thessalonians, it says, with this in mind, we constantly pray for you that our God may make you worthy of his calling and that by his power, he may bring to fruition your every desire for goodness and your every deed prompted by faith. This is what we're talking about. These are the, these are the, the good deeds uh, that we're talking about prompted by faith and your desire for goodness in your life. Right? And in Thessalonians, he's uh, saying, that God, by his power, will, will help these things come into fruition. He will walk with you in this, um, in this incredible journey in front of you. The other piece is that they all start with this calling. And I just want to make it obvious, consider this your call, right? Sometimes we're, we're waiting and saying, well, God hasn't really called me to do this thing. You just got called, right? Um, and so... Uh, take that first step, share this story. I'll tell you, I've walked through this story and it's been transformative to me and people around me. Um, it's pretty incredible uh, what can happen, as simple as it sounds. Um, I want to end there and um, by encouraging you guys to 
Oh, you guys know what the little symbols are up at the right there? That's the share symbol, and then that's the pray emoji, right? So share this with people. We won't take time to do it today, but share this, pray, right? You and other people around you. Um, I think that God has, uh, for each of us, uh, a journey that he wants us to, to walk on, um, and that he wants to go with us on. Things that are a mess in your life that he wants to make not a mess um, and wants to restore uh, every part of our lives, not just um, our relationship with, with God. That was the right relationship that he came to restore wholly, but I think he wants to restore other things in our lives. Thanks again for listening. If you'd like to sow into what God is doing through Cascade Vineyard, we always welcome your prayers for our church body, our communities, and our leadership. If you'd like to contribute financially, please visit cascadevineyard.org give. 